My guest today is taking the men's undergarment industry by storm. Maybe I should say it's knocking your shorts off. I'm talking about his company, Tommy John. In 2008, Tom Patterson was traveling the country as a medical sales professional with a reoccurring problem. His base layer of clothing was always bunching or falling, and he knew this was not just a problem that he was having. Other men were too. So he came up with a solution by developing an innovative collection of undergarments made of proprietary materials, patented stay-tucked undershirts, non-bunching underwear, and socks that never fell down. Today, Tommy John is recognized as an exciting menswear brand, ever-expanding and leading the way in terms of fit, fabric, and functionality. He joins us to share his story and their story. Tommy John, I'm talking to Tom Patterson. Welcome. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, hey, my first question I got to ask you right off the right off the bat, and this is TMI. I happen to be wearing a pair. Right now, my X-ray vision. I saw that. You, you saw you that. Well, that. because I, it, it doesn't bunch up or anything else. But no, I, I got to tell you that from the first time I put them on, and I've been wearing some other ones, and now I went and bought like twenty-five pair. By the way, from us? Yeah. Oh, thank yeah, yeah. you. I didn't know that. So no, because once I like it, I go all in, and that's what you got to do. But I got to ask you, the design is different, okay? And and I just got to. So on most men's underwear, ladies, listen up. Now, I know a lot of you know this intimately, but to get inside, you got to go from the side. Yes. And you come in from the top, which, which as a guy, and you're sitting standing at the urinal or whatever, and I know this is TMI, but I, I, I just want to jump right in. It's freaking revolutionary, right? It is. It's, it's not TMI. I've heard everything. But do you know why we created that? No, I, and I want to know who way? did I want to know who did it. That's one. Okay. Okay. I want to know who's the brainchild because they're freaking intelligent. I mean, that's just yeah. a very. And then once you think about it, you go like, "Holy crap! Are you kidding me?" Look, I, we're all about solving problems, right? And yeah. Making guys' lives more comfortable. So our original underwear back in two thousand eight had no fly. Most underwear did not have a fly. Okay. We started getting emails and phone calls back when I was answering customer service saying, I just got your underwear. Yeah, before you became the big, I mean, you were a CEO, but, but before you really became a big CEO. Right. Yeah. You're, you're doing everything. Yeah, you're doing everything. And um, someone calls in, and this happened multiple times. I just got your underwear at Nordstrom or Neiman Marcus. There's not a fly opening. How do I go to the bathroom in these? And I'm thinking to myself, well, we don't teach bathroom one-on-one. Why are you asking me how to go to the bathroom? Just go up and over. And then I started asking which would mean, questions. Which would mean pull the top of your shorts all down, the way down. down right. And then up and over. Yeah, I got it. So to say. And then I kept getting <laughs> Thank, these thanks calls. Thanks for kind of keeping it. I usually get in trouble with a lot of my shows, so let's just do our best. Okay. Hey, we can break barriers with underwear. <laughs> but, you know, after getting multiple calls and emails, I thought, it's like, is this one of my uncles calling? Is this a friend? They would play a, a prank like that. Yep. And then I started asking questions, and I said, you know, why do you use a fly opening? And yeah. when a guy has a shirt tucked in and a belt on, he wants to unzip and go. And if you look at the traditional underwear right. fly, it's vertical and it has side flaps. And you got to come in from the side, so you twi- you're twisting the whole thing around it's, just to get get to the package, so to speak. It's about as as functional as dial-up internet, right? Yeah. It's like getting out of a maze. So we thought <laughs> like a 1200 baud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how do we make it faster? How do we make it more functional? So we I thought, what if we design it horizontal and you shorten the interior piece of fabric, so it's literally almost like a grab and go and we started doing studies 
with guys in the office and we would time them how long it takes them to get yeah. to and from the bathroom. So based on our, our math, we save a guy an average of 217 minutes per year by using a horizontal wow. fly versus a vertical Four fly. hours. Four hours. To do a lot times, with, yeah, you know, you with know, your lady or, or sports more, or whatever you more want. Netflix. More Netflix. You can listen to more podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, more podcasts. I like Actually, that. Actually, you can listen to a podcast while you go. You can. Because yeah. you, well, it's natural. It's natural. That's that's the unique thing. I, as I When I first did it, you know, I went reaching for the side automatically, and then I, I said, whoa, 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 and then went over the top, as you might have said. But now, if you don't wear Tommy John underwear, you're going to be like, how does this work? No, it because doesn't. You, because yeah. you get no, used I'm to it. No, I'm one of those guys, once I go, I get rid of the other ones. But I think, you know, our generation, our age, we're trying to hack time, right? You're trying to make things more efficient. And that's yeah. just one of those things where we we always think about when we design product, how do we make a guy's life more functional and free up times and just make things more efficient? As I mean, do you guys sit there and do that? I mean, I, I find that hard to believe, but I guess it is true. You're probably sitting in the room and you got like 10 people and you got men and women, right? Yep. All right, because yeah. everybody's on the design team, product marketing team, I assume. And you guys are sitting there, okay, whoa, how do we upgrade the Tommy John's 3000 to a 4000 or something like that? Is that what you're doing? To a certain extent, you know, when we started, I went out to stores. So I went to 42 Neiman Marcus stores. I went to 98 Nordstrom stores in a 12-month period. So being on the sales floor, talking to salespeople, I would ask them, you know, what are you missing here? Yeah. What would you like to see from new underwear? What would you like to see from socks? And I, they would explain their problems. My underwear rides up my legs. I, I have to readjust. It bunches. I get a wedgie and I have to pick it. My wife gets upset because I did it in front of people and I didn't even know it. My socks fall down in meetings and I constantly have to pull them up. So I've always taken, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So listen and learn and try to solve problems that way, talking to real guys, talking about real problems. And mm-hmm. I, like, I'm just a real guy. I feel like I'm just like anyone else on the street here that struggled with my underwear and socks. And then when you hear this yeah. problem solved, it's like this revolution that you've changed my life and I can do things faster. I haven't tried your socks yet. I, wanna, I, I got a pair, but I haven't tried them yet. Cause I'm kind of stuck on the ones I like. And you know, like I, when I'm a, I'm a loyal guy, once I got something, I really like it. And I have a pair that I've always, I've had them for 20 years and I like them and I buy one color and I buy like 50 pair a year and that's what I do. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you there. You All right. Walk, walk All before right. you run. Uh, no, that's right. I brought I actually brought them with me to where back, I'm going back to the ranch this weekend in South Dakota and I thought, well, I'll give them a shot there. You know? Yeah. Because they weren't, the pair I got and you guys gave me a pair of them, it isn't the kind that I'd normally wear so I didn't want to be seen in the New York. I thought, well, I'll wear them on the ranch and see what they're like. Do a yeah. trial run there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah, all going to see me is my horse. You know? yeah. And he laughs at me anyway so that works. So, <laughs> that, so and, uh, he's, and he's not going to see me in the underwear but there, but did, when you get started, I mean, we're talking about a subject that quite frankly I don't think I'd ever really talk about. You know, I, I with a lot of guys but now that I wear them, I want to talk about it. Because it's really that I got to tell you, Tom, you, you made a difference in the deal, and and so and I thought the pair that I came from was pretty good. I upgraded from the pair I came, you know, and yeah. spent a lot of money on those because you're you know this is fifty bucks for a pair, right? Average price around thirty two dollars. Okay, thirty two. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm buying the top of the line, so there we go. But <laughs> but but when you when you see that, it's not something that people, men normally talk about, right? So I mean, how did you feel when you first got started with this? Did you feel comfortable talking about it? 
To a certain extent, I mean, I think I've always been pretty comfortable talking about most things. Once well, you were I get a medical someone, you were yeah. a medical device guy, so I mean, that's one. What kind of medical device were you? Saying? Pulse oximetry, the sensors you put on a finger for a patient. It looks like ET with a red light, measures yeah. their oxygen saturation, and and. Um, so you just went into that whole mode right then when I asked. Yeah. It was like, boom, boom. <laughs> you, you just, you just it, 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 did it take you back there for a, a second? A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. But you know, being in strategic selling and understanding, learning how to talk to people and position. Um, products, you know, my transition from medical device to underwear, while it may sound unnatural, the skill set applied really well because sure. I was selling underwear instead of a device. Mm. But not only that, I was way more passionate about it and really felt there was a need that wasn't being solved. So we started with undershirts first because I was a frustrated medical device sales guy yeah. wearing a suit and tie every day. Right. And wearing an undershirt, and I was like, why do my undershirts bunch up and shrink and turn yellow and come untucked? Maybe I can invent one or create one that solves my problem. So I went to the garment district in downtown Los Angeles, bought some fabric at a, at a fabric store. Help! I drew a sketch with my second grade art skills, which my wife helped me. And I took it to a dry cleaners who had a tailor and said, make three shirts for me. And made three shirts, 100 bucks. I wanted to see the concept worked, and it worked. I made 15 more. And then started selling them to friends and gave them more to give to their friends, and they would come back and buy and fast forward towards the fall of 2008, I was laid off my medical device job. And I just thought, you know what? I don't want to have any regrets, be a coulda, woulda, shoulda guy 10 years from now thinking, mm-hmm. what if I would have pursued this undershirt idea and and cashed out my 401k, my savings, used my friends at American Express, Visa, and MasterCard to finance. How much money did you take when you first got started? Around $10,000, you know, built a two-page PayPal checkout website for about 3000 another three to five in inventory. Doing it part-time while you're selling your other stuff, Yeah, right? doing it Smart night. move. Smart move. If you're going to do it, Thanks. don't give up the day job yet. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is, you know, as disappointing as it was to be laid off, laid off my job, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because mm-hmm. it really pushed me to go pursue this 100% yeah. of the time. And doing that, you know, I called, cold called the buyer, Nima Marcus, and said, I have a product that I think you need in every one of your stores. I'd love to come meet with you, but before I meet, let me send it to your husband and guys in the office so they can give you feedback because I felt a woman really wouldn't know the struggles that guys go through. No, that's true. And came came to the meeting. The feedback was great. She said, we're not going to put you in three to five stores, which you asked. We're going to put you in 15 stores. And then I, you know, we were producing everything in downtown Los like, Angeles. Like pee your pants when they said that? Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it's one of those moments, everything you had done and uh, trained for and creating packaging and sitting in factories, sewing, you know, labels, folding shirts, putting stickers on the boxes was for a moment like that. So you want to make the most out of it. And what really, what the feedback later was the thing that really get, you know, pushed us over the edge was our packaging. No one knew who Tommy John was. We did a study and they found that men look for, th- or women look for three things when they buy under underwear, or undershirts, a good looking guy, okay. a brand that they recognize or the brand that their husband or boyfriend's been wearing for 20 years because right. she knows he hates to change. Right. We did a survey and we couldn't find any women that didn't like Tiffany's jewelry and chocolate. So we used a, a Tiffany blue, not the Tiffany yeah, not blue, the Tiffany and blue. a chocolate color and a good looking guy to attract them to the box. Because at the time, all the underwear packaging was black and white at yeah, retail. Yeah, with, so, with, with a show through. Right, right, and I had read this book called The Purple Cow and, and being able to stand <laughs> out and to see a same my, my good friend, my good friend wrote that book. And I'm a huge fan of that book. And I just thought if you want to stand out with your product, your packaging needs to stand out, your story needs to stand out. So when our product launched four months later, I started going to stores speaking in front of the entire store before it opened, telling them about the product, sitting there the rest of the day, 
eight hours on my feet talking to salespeople, talking to customers, and learning how to perfect the pitch to position this. To get it right. And and not, I'm not an aggressive salesman. I think if you're going to solve a problem, you have to figure out, do they have that problem? And that's how I approached it. And then being in the underwear, undershirt business, I figured out a way to just make it a more comfortable experience to talk about an uncomfortable topic, such yeah. as underwear, which we're doing today. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, taxi to Uber, uh, a flip phone to iPhone. There's these products that change your life. And that's the thing. I didn't say that. Customers started saying, this undershirt changed my life. Well, I got it. And there's some testimonials. Let me, you, you talk about passion, and I need to get to the passion of mine, and that's coffee. And that's uh, my friends at Dunkin'. Are there, you know, these guys are advocates for social movements, which is why they're proud to be the very first national brand to sell espresso beverages made exclusively from fair trade certified espresso beans. And I love that because I like great products and I like pro- companies that do the right things. And that's what my friends at Duncan uh, do every single day. And here at All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, uh, we run on Duncan just like America. And America runs on fair trade certified Duncan espresso, baby. Get a double one right there. You drink coffee? I do, and I've actually been thinking about you every time I walk by Dunkin' Donuts now in Tribeca. Awesome, <laughs> Because good. of that conversation we had. Yeah, good, fantastic. I like to hear that. Well, maybe soon people will be thinking about uh, Tommy John's every time they think about me as well. I hope so. I hope so. You know, did, I'm listening to the way you sold. Um, did the medical device help you there? Because it sounds to me you take on a very consultative selling, a real where you get sit down in front of the stores ahead of time, you sit with the employees, here's what we're trying to do, and you go through it, much like I would imagine you did in the doctor's office or the medical clinic's office. No question, being comfortable speaking in front of big groups, yeah. talking about problems and solutions, not in a scientific way. You don't want to make underwear too techy or NASA technology, but in a relatable way. And, you know, I think the products I admire, the ones I gravitate towards, really are ones that solve problems, that make mm-hmm. things easier, and I think that's... I hate problems, and either you're a part of the problem or a part of the solution. Yeah. But telling the story about your frustrations and the trials and error that I went through as a consumer, being frustrated, just being disappointed in my purchases with underwear and undershirts over the years, they could relate to that because yeah. they had that same issue. And it would speak to the salespeople in that way and present our product and the solution and what goes into the fabrics being patented and proprietary and the, and the, the packaging. And everything is very well thought out, but in a relatable, honest way. Yeah. Did so? What did you What did you learn? Now let's go about the product itself and get, move away from the product and talk more about the business. Because I'm kind of curious. When did you start the business? 2008. So 2008. What did you learn from the beginning and startup to what you're doing now? Because I mean, it, I mean, we're talking. This is a 110 billion dollar industry. It's huge. It's big. And you're not. Even though you're doing well. And you know, and you're. By the way, we should disclose you're from South Dakota too, dude. I, I Which, am, and, and I was excited when you knew where Melbank was, yeah. where I grew up. <laughs> exactly, Dual County, man. I know exactly where yeah. Melbank. Most people yeah. don't know that. Big cheese up there. Big Stone Lakes up there. That spent half my summers in Big Stone Lake yeah. eating Valley Queen cheese. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> I spent a one. Well, you remember where? What was the exit up there? The Summit exit up off the interstate uh, to head towards I, Melbank. I twenty nine. I twenty nine. I spent. Three days there in a in a Snow, bar snowstorm. in a snowstorm. Yep, yep, in a snowstorm. So when I c- told people I was coming up here today and that you were from South Dakota, the first thing they say in the office, "Oh, are you guys related?" Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of that, right? Yeah. Uh, we didn't know each other, and someone, a, a, a friend of mine in the an agency world, uh, said, "Hey, you got to touch touch base and so forth." And then, of course, we found out from South Dakota, which is awesome. No, another benefit. Yes. But what did, what did you learn? 
you know, even though you're doing you're doing extremely well, things are great. And everything you guys are doing, just knock on wood, touching gold, platinum, the whole bit. Love to see it. You know, you got great Thanks. spokespeople like Howard Stern. You got great spokespeople like Kevin Hart and other that are out there talking and being evangelists for the product. But what did you learn from when you started and you cut out the first couple of patterns, right, with right. your wife that you would go, man, I would really like to really redo that portion of it? Man, that's a good question. I think you're moving so fast and you're so focused on the business that sometimes you don't look above and you yeah. have to have people be like, do you realize, stop, Tom, what you're doing, and look how far you guys have came from your yeah. 400-square-foot apartment in L.A. to this office that you're in now. But I think, you know, you can't fake passion. Mm-hmm. And I think a, building a brand, having a perspective, having an opinion it, that's authentic and real, in a lot of ways the brand it embodies me. Yeah. My middle yeah. name's John. I am Tommy. Yeah. The way we speak, I, I talk, I'm comfortable talking about wedgies and readjusting yourself yeah. and talking about facts in an honest no, way. You're, and, and you can see it in your body. I mean, the way you yeah. hold yourself, the way you speak to it, which I found interesting when we first met and we talked and I said, hey, I want to have you come on the show. It, 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 you can see it. It's part of who you are. So it's not something you just like bullshit. This is, I'm just making underwear when I'm done. I'm cashing out and I'm gone. It's it's that, inside of you. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I started this undershirt idea, the last place I ever thought in a million years would be living in New York City. Yeah, which uh, I want to ask you about too, because I, you know, I'm, I'm go ahead, keep going, because sure. I, I get excited sometimes. Yeah, no, no, this. that's fine. I was in San Diego. I love to surf. I love the weather. And uncle mm-hmm. of mine from South Dakota lived there, and I was like, "There's no better place to live." Mm-hmm. And then starting undershirts, it's probably the worst city to live to sell undershirts because everyone's wearing flip flops and board shorts yeah. and you know surf t-shirts. And I thought, how am I ever going to build this business? and grow if I don't go to a city where guys wear the product that we started with. Yeah. And and just learning along the way, I, I don't really have any regrets. I look at every failure or challenge as an opportunity to learn. And, and, and it's a waste if you don't learn from that and improve upon it in the next thing. So I think it's all just part of the the path that you're on. And I think what really gravitated me to New York is just like the, the ambition, the, the motivation, the people are so smart here and they're so hungry and so willing to learn. Not that the people aren't smart in San Diego, it's just a different, it's, it's just a, a different yeah. atmosphere, it's a different vibe. It's a different, um, pa- it's a completely different pace. Yeah. It's, it's But you know, here really fits my speed and in business and in my personal life. And you know, we've obviously had a lot of successes here because of being in New York and the fact that it really is the epicenter of of fashion and media, agencies, everything. Right. And I always say, if if you live in New York one month, three months, six months, five years, no one looks back in their life and says, I wish I never would have done that. Yeah. It's, it's always an experience that you wouldn't Although trade. it scares a lot of people. I mean, I mean, I imagine back people back home, they say that too. New York, I'd never want to go there, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I had two stoplights in my hometown. I mean, they don't even know what <laughs> turn arrows were. So yeah, it's a very culture shock <laughs> had I gone straight from there to here. But yeah, I made my way through California and Arizona before New York City. Yeah. What do you miss about South Dakota, by the way? Just real quick. Man, just I, I would say the people. Yeah, I think I think it's it's, it's you know I have bias. I think it's the nicest uh, you'll, the nicest people in, you'll meet anywhere. Yeah. As a percentage, they're even if of they nice don't like here. it, they're nice. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seriously, I've seen them. I've seen people. You don't get along with everybody, but even if they don't like it, they're polite about it. Exactly. I, mean, yeah. I would, so I would say the people, uh, yeah. the hunting, the fishing. Yeah, uh, I invited uh, you to a pheasant hunting trip. I'm going to I'm going to try my best to make it. Yeah, because we're going to be shooting some birds. I'll tell you that. That's that, we got to we got to kill some pheasants. Let me hey, let me take another break because this is my good friends at Liberty Tax. Are you one of those people? You should think about this, by the way. 
speaking of this, are you one of those people who overpays the government when you're doing your taxes? Huh? Don't give your money away. Donald Trump sure has it, that's for sure. He's been talking about paying no taxes. I think if you're a billionaire, by the way, and he's a friend of mine, you ought to pay some taxes. I'm just going to say that. So here's what you need to do. Maybe maybe Donald Trump did do this. Maybe he enrolled in one of the Liberty Tax Services tax courses because they're going to teach you everything you need to know to prepare taxes so you don't have to pay a penny more than yo. So the course is free. You got to take it for free. So you can pay. For, uh, you have to pay for your books, supplies, but you get to learn a skill that pays dividends. And by the way, if you're looking for a business, don't forget about Liberty Tax too, because you can get a you know a seasonal franchise, which is pretty cool too. So anyway, you do your own taxes. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I gave that up a long time ago. Me, me, I can't. Me too. Yeah, I'm not a mathematician. I'm not good at that stuff. I'm. I know numbers. I look at you, but you got to do that. You have to do that in your business, right? Yeah. What do you pay the most? What do you pay the most attention to in the business? Sales. Sales. Of course. Every day. Do you do, you do it? I used to do it when I was at a printing business. I used to hit this. It's called a Z out on a reg, cash register. And so I used to Z out. So today I even have, I call it the Z out report. Okay. So I know what my daily sales are that are coming in across the businesses that I'm in. Yeah. I mean, we I have a login on a website. So I check it on my phone. I check in my computer. Probably. Do you have a login th- on 30, a website? 30, pretty... <laughs> I'm very evolved. Yeah. Probably 30, 40 times. It's addictive. But sales, uh, we have weekly cash flow meetings, looking at expenses, yeah. a top line. You, in this type of business, you always have to be looking to readjust and adjust mm-hmm. things. And I think that's the beauty of having a business with technology today is you can see things much more real time so yeah. you can get reads faster and make the proper changes in your business. It's interesting, you know, Tom, I got to tell you, not to be patronizing, but when I talked to you in our last conversation, I'm, I, it, you reminded me of a lot of really great young entrepreneurs who are doing things a lot different than the, my generation were doing. Okay, in a really great way. I consider myself a little bit of a millennial because I think it's a state of mind, and not so much when you were born. Yeah. But but I also understand the old school stuff too. But but I but I watch the way you and others really get very crystal clear and focus in on the things that really make the difference in the business. And if it doesn't meet this, you don't pay attention to it. Not that you pay attention to it. I think there's things that work today. Um, that don't work six months from now. And just because something doesn't work today, we'll come back and revisit it six months or 12 months because, mm-hmm. you know, the environment changes, condition changes. Give me an example. Um, you know, advertising. So yeah. we do a lot of radio advertising. And in January, uh, it's probably not the best time to advertise on a new radio channel because people made a lot of purchases during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And they've maybe replenished on their underwear. I usually get a lot of underwear at Christmas. You know, a lot of people like doing yeah. their stockings. Yeah. Um, hopefully some more Tommy John this, this yeah. Christmas. Well, you got to talk to my wife because <laughs> that's when I get my I – my, I, I just tell my, my, my wife and my kids, I want this, this, this. I give them a list. That's it. And it's usually it's usually socks because I like and, and I only like to get those kinds. So if I like these this weekend, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. great. But I, I think you know if that doesn't work in January, but in April or May yeah. leading up to Father's Day, we saw different results and we mm-hmm. revisited it. So I think that's the thing is you have to be open to failure and coming back and just checking was it really a failure would we have done it differently do we feel good like we've exhausted every outlet to make sure it won't be a success and those things are expensive but when it does work you want to pour more gas on that fire and that's also the, the exciting thing about technology today and being able to see those things with an online business you get to see that faster versus being in retail or department stores where there's a lag you don't see that data for a week but you do both you balance between the online and direct um, and and you go through the channels uh, in terms of retailer. Do you have 
Do you have a problem where you're getting into some channel conflict from time to time? Not really, because we don't go on sale. We mm-hmm. maintain our, our retail selling price. So across the price integrity is right there. Yeah, you know, we have great retail partners like Nordstrom and Dillard and Bloomingdale's. We, we just did a deal where we're going into the Dallas Cowboys shops. We're in seven other fan stores as well as AT&T Stadium. They got Cowboys on them and everything? Uh, yeah, we do. So we yeah. print the Dallas Cowboys star on the lower left leg. I mean, it's you know, the, the mm-hmm. most valuable sports franchise in the world right yeah, now. Yeah, it's big. Which, yeah. is, which is interesting, and that's an experience within itself. So you we do look, the Seattle Sounders, by the way. They're really hot in Seattle. I've heard that it's a phenomenon. They sell out in almost every, yeah, every They draw game. more than most professional foot, American football teams do. Yeah, I did a big show on my television show about those guys. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. I would like to look into that. Yeah. yeah. They're 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 freaking fanatic. I mean, they're they're crazy. They'll kill you. I mean, that's they're they're, they're rough. I always thought soccer was a nice, gentle game. It's not. It's, it's like European I used to play, soccer. I used to play rugby. You know, so I know what real blood's like. But yeah. these guys are like that. So I I, I want to jump into something because I watched some of your spots okay. and, I, and I loved them. And I loved okay. the big adjustment. Okay, and and I watched one shirt about the undergarments and the undershirt and. Then I watched a video that said behind the scenes, and it was about ferrets and how you did it. Did you really use ferrets? It's real. Seriously. truth. Yes, we use use ferrets. So, folks, let me just tell you, they have an undershirt, and the guys are wearing the undershirt, and it's, of course, coming loose, and it's, it's moving around. And, and I'm thinking, who put their hand up there? How'd they do it? And then, of course, the next uh, video was, how did we do it? And it said one word, ferrets. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell would put a ferret up their shirt to do a commercial? <laughs> so, you know, we talk. Did you have to pay them extra? No. So if you Google the undershirt I'm doing, just for the record, no ferrets were injured or harmed. But <laughs> when guys, their undershirts ride up, it's almost like this fight, right? Yeah. And how do you over-exaggerate yeah. it in a funny way? You could have guys behind it, you know, bunching through the shirt, but ferrets are burrowing by nature. So when you put a ferret in a shirt, it try, it goes all over the place it trying did. to get out through, yeah. through the button opening. It looked, like a th- it looked like that thing out of Aliens, the movie, the first movie, <laughs> where the thing kind of comes out of the guy's chest and stuff. You know, that's what it looks like underneath the shirt yeah and i thought man how are they doing that you put a you, we had four different ferrets i mean a couple times ferrets were falling asleep ferret, ferret stand-ins <laughs> <laughs> like that ferret back hey uh wait what do you do i'm a ferret wrangler yeah i mean a fer, a fer, <laughs> ferret casting was not the top of my list yeah. when i started this company, well there were different but. colors i saw at least two colors <laughs> i saw one multicolored look almost like a black uh faced ferret black-footed ferret yeah which is yep. from south dakota by the way just a rare uh, on uh uh, West River. Yeah, right? the West River. Yeah. Very rare. Almost extinct. And now they're back uh, back strong, which is really cool. That's they great. live in prairie dog holes all over the western part of South Dakota. But uh, but I got to I mean, when you saw that, and were you on, by, by the way, were you on set when they shot I wasn't that? on set, but, you know, the agency who just suggested this, this great agency called Preacher in, in Austin, Texas, we work with, had this idea. And our immediate response is, yes. Oh, hell yeah. This is this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. We even thought about putting it in the commercial, but we decided to, to make it a behind-the-scenes thing. But I think, you know, you look at t- traditional underwear and undershirt advertising, it's almost very serious. And, and it's just, it do, I, I could never yeah. relate to it. And I think, how do you have fun about a topic that people are uncomfortable talking about in the first place and just make it really funny and relatable ways to, to things that guys really do? Yeah. And this is 
this isn't something that we just created. Guys do these adjustments every day. All the day. All, and they don't even know you're doing it. I saw like five, yeah. five adjustments on my way walking over here today yeah. from the train. You, is that, that's that's got to freak you out. Do you just want to walk over and say, hey, dude, if you had my stuff? Hey, no, you, I, I, do you ever say that? Hey, dude, you want some of my underwear? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's got to be bad. I've, would... I've, I've, I've handed some handouts before. Like, hey, there's a better way. Hey, let me talk for a second. I want to come back and talk about being swamped by emails and spending hours and hours sorting out what's important and what's not. I was in the same spot. This is a cool tool, Tom, I use. It's called SaneBox. And basically, I used to wake up in the morning, and I'd have 100 emails. Now I wake up with like 8 to 18 or something like that. And what it does, is IntelliJ sorts through my emails and learns, and I put them into folders. And after a couple of days, it learns them, and then they, they go away. And not only that, is I can send reminders. So if I want to remind it, hey, I sent you an email, we're going to have dinner because I invited you to come to dinner. Yes. And and if you don't get back to me and I put 4D, 4D at SaneBox.com, in four days it pops back in my inbox. But if you write back to me, it doesn't pop back up. That's amazing. It's like 10 bucks a month. And by the way, if you want to get this, guys, it's www.SaneBox. Like you don't know where to go to www. So it's SaneBox.com forward slash Hazlet, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T. And you can get like a month free from me right off the bat. I'm telling you, it's my favorite. It's my secret weapon. And I love that thing. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Let me let me ask you, you're up against some big competition. So, and and I would say, I and I and I don't want to be um, to dish you in any way, but there's some big players out there, right? Huge. Yeah, and yeah. so I don't think that you guys are at that level yet. I mean, when I think of you and your category, because I think this is a, I don't want to say it's a designer category because it's not. It's mainstream, but you, you certainly got a product that's a lot better than the, the whiteies, okay, and the things that, that are being sold today. But you're up against that, right? And, and what's that feel like when you're up against these, like, massive guys that are out there doing this? We don't really think about it too much. I mean, yeah, they're out there, and they're big businesses, but I think, look, competition, competition only makes you better. If you look at the underwear category, it was very sleepy before we entered it. It hadn't really evolved, hadn't innovated very much, and I think now we're looked at as one of these disruptors in a sleepy category, underwear and undershirts, yeah. and it's built on performance, technology, Fabrics that cool, fabrics that are lighter, that last longer, and giving the consumer something that they couldn't get yeah, from these other, other brands. Yeah, it's not just about old cotton and old white. and You make them look sexy, you make them look good, you make them look fit, fitting, you can make them cooler. Yeah. I mean, these are the things you're in. You know, the other thing is, I but I but I look at you, you're a fit guy. I know you like to lift weights. I, I read some of the bio and stuff. But 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 you you seem like a real competitor too. Did you play sports in high school and stuff? Yeah, football, what? football, basketball, track. You did it all because that's what you do out in South that's, Dakota. Yeah, <laughs> it is what you do. My mom tells a story. Whenever we would get passed by cars, and I was a little kid, I would get upset and say, "Mom, we're getting beat. We're getting beat. Speed up, speed up." <laughs> and I think I show my competitive nature differently. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, when you you stop playing sports, you need to look for other form of competition. Yeah. And I think for me, selling underwear and being in the business world is that that element that keeps you excited and gets you going and rubbed up in a different way. You know, Michael Dell, a buddy of mine, and, and when he was up against, at the time, um, the company, what was the computer company we had in South Dakota at one time? Gateway. Yeah. So when he was up against those guys, and he actually flew to, North, to Sioux City and drove north 
and he took one of his T-shirts, went up to the facility, and threw it, his one of his Dell T-shirts over the fence. <laughs> I mean, that's a story that that's true about him in terms of just going after you know, but uh, weight and all the other guys that were you know selling the product. Uh, his big competitor at the time, of course, they've gone away, but and Dell's still here. Yeah. So what do you? How do you get yourself mentally prepared for that kind of game? Just for the competition? Yeah. I think just, you know, never stop innovating and thinking differently and listening to consumers. You know, I think if you look at the businesses that have lost their way or who are no longer relevant, they stopped innovating and continuing to improve upon what they had. And I think that's the one thing that will allow us to continue to separate ourselves from our competitors is we're an innovation product company. We're not a tech company. We're not a company real built around PowerPoint slides, the product is the be-all and end-all at the end of the day, and that's why customers so how, keep coming you, back to you. Okay, well, I was going to say, how do you keep customers coming back to you then if you if you don't remain the same? You keep innovating, offering improved fabrics that, that change is the over that, time. That is the thing that's the same, right? That's the thing, but fabrics change, the weights get lighter, mm-hmm. things from non-peeling to cooling that we keep introducing to the market making your internet shopping experience uh, more simplified. We just launched Apple Pay. I'm not sure if you use Apple Pay. It's yeah, amazing. sure. I know I use it you all know, the time. So we're cutting your checkout time by 30%. Now, mm-hmm. and these things that make the process simpler are ways that you can compete out in the market. And I think that's you just have to adapt to the consumer. Are you also going to use the, the, the Android version of that, Samsung Pay, too? I... I think that's coming out in early 2017. Yeah, I would yeah, think you'd you need to because, I mean, have the, to. Apple only has 17% of the market, although it's still a pretty good chunk of the I market. I think our consumers, the majority, were using iPhone and iPad devices, which is why we're doing it first. Sure. Well, that makes sense. They're yeah. the most digital people that are out there. I mean, they drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, your wife works in the business too, right? My wife has worked there pretty much since the start when we were watching The Big Idea on Donnie Deutsch, which yeah. really sparked oh, yeah, this I, idea. I, I used to be on Donnie's show all the time. I was a huge fan. I don't yeah. think I – maybe I saw I, I, I was there. Yeah, so I must have made a memorable impression. Evidently, <laughs> on, that was well. Thanks. So, <laughs> so, so she had right, started. You, you're now or, shooting no birds when you come to no, South Dakota. All right, no. you're not going to hold that one against me. But she, she, she started an organic website, and just seeing her build product and putting yeah. it on a website and building a website, and I was just thinking, what's my idea going to be? I had lawn mowing, sh- snow shoveling businesses yeah. growing yeah. up in South Dakota, so I'd always thought when I graduate college, I'll use corporate America to learn how to build my own business. And someday, hopefully an idea comes to me. When Where'd I'm you go to school? Arizona State. Okay. So either when I'm 28, when it did, or 38 or 48, I'm going to learn as much as I can. So when that idea comes, I'll be ready to put it into motion. And she's what really pushed me over the hump, helped me draw that first sketch. And when we started, you know, helping me with operations and forecasting and mm-hmm. customer service and merchandising where I could focus on sales, marketing, branding, and being out in stores. And, you know, as the business has evolved, she's evolved and gone and filled holes where we need, we were weak. So she's incredibly important to the business at the end of the day. What's it like working with your wife? It's great. You know, yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, for me, I grew up around it. My grandparents worked together. My parents worked together. What'd your par- What'd your grandparents do? Funeral directors. So is my my right? grandpa had a funeral home, yeah. a furniture store, and an ambulance service, yeah, yeah. which is very common oh, in South yeah, Dakota. Yeah, yeah. And in the second generation, my parents were the third generation, and I had no desire to go into the mortuary business, um, and, and went yeah. into something else. Do you guys live above the uh, the funeral home? Just like the show. Oh yeah, um, no, but that's common in the small. It's a it's a common thing in, in yeah. smaller towns. There's yeah. a door that connected the funeral chapel to our our living room. Yeah. So I remember going to talk to my dad at night. I'd 
go by all these caskets and I'd run really quick because the lights were dark and yeah. me, and pe- <laughs> you know friends would come over and we'd sh- you know turn the lights off and they'd start screaming oh, and yeah. lock them downstairs so we had we had fun living in it but people were like well, why aren't you more weird yeah. growing up in a funeral home they have all these you know yeah. stereotypes in their mind from things that they've seen on TV what's uh, what's the next big thing for you. I mean, right now we're we're focused on underwear. We're launching a really exciting uh, component to our website called Tommy John Labs, and it's basically an innovation side of the business where we're going to introduce new products mm. in different categories. And just to try. Just to try. Living and trying. Living yeah. and trying based on what customers are asking for. We really let our customers lead the way in categories that they think would what be good the, for us. So I know we're almost out of time, but I but I just find this interesting. What 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 are they asking for? So t-shirts that don't shrink, yeah. that are wrinkle-free. Uh, yeah, wrinkle-free is cool. We just launched this air underwear program. It's the lightest in men's underwear ever created at two air? ounces. It's, it's so it's not even real. It's, it's, it's not even real. It dries <laughs> in two hours. You can tra- travel for two weeks and bring two pairs of underwear, which we launched last year. Now we're introducing it in uh, work, workout t-shirts. I want to see that. I want to see that air underwear. I actually, because I travel all the time. You yeah. Know? And um, I, I, that's a big one. Yeah, because so, you wash them, if you do, and I look, this happens. I mean, you wash them, you hang them up, and then the next morning I'm there with a blow dryer for half an hour with a freaking blow dryer trying to dry them out. Yeah. Ex- exactly. So these are the types of things that we're thinking about. And um, so those are the that's the main launch. And then we're launching a new underwear category for men uh, next fall. And then the last thing is we just started working with Kevin Hart, the comedian yeah. actor. Yeah. Uh, Kevin actually invested in the company. And as a result, we're going to launch cool, a, a Kevin Hart curated line um, God, in, in October, cool. which is cool. which is really cool. Yeah, that'll he's a cool. really good guy. Yeah, really excited about that. That'll be fun. Imagine the press conference for that one. <laughs> I mean, imagine <laughs> I the mean, cr- you you're going to use video with him, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, you just got to put him in a pair and just let him go crazy. I mean, go go to his Instagram, his his yeah. Twitter, his Facebook, and the things he's doing, and just what he's done. There's just a lot to admire. Kevin and I are the same age, and he's just. Yeah built his business from nothing yeah he's self-made and there's just just a really good down to earth genuine guy, guy. yeah genuine and guy your stomach me. hurts like you've been stabbed after you hang out with him because oh, he's got, so funny but you got to get him to do that you got to get him just put him in the underwear and put him on a video and just go <laughs> be like be like watching robin williams and just uh, just a smaller black version of it That'd be a, which would be cool hey tom i gotta tell you man what a pleasure i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i wasn't sure i had enough stuff i was going to talk to you about underwear but man i had more things i wanted to talk about me, me too my I biggest my it. biggest pet peeve about underwear is uh, temperature that's the other thing you just you know they, they you, it just they're hot but well, what stood out to you the most when you put them on because I, 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 I hyped them up so much yeah you did the uh, expectations I, just were big. the fit the fit it was unbelievable it was like it was the second skin and like, I, like, I think that's actually you guys call them second God, like like you like you weren't wearing anything. Like I weren't wearing, and, but I got to tell you the thing that was the best is the quick draw fly. Is the quick draw fly, dude? Yeah. The, but I'm telling you, men, and, you men and you women, you, you're gonna want this quick draw fly too, uh, for uh, for lots of different reasons. But I won't go there because that'll rate me. And now there goes my rating on iTunes right there. Hey Tom, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Really enjoyed it. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, at the end of every show, as you know, I like to talk about what I learned. Let me tell you what I learned. Radical transparency. That's what I learned about. Why don't you just talk about it? Nothing wrong with that. It's not a topic that guys like to talk about. Think about this. Most of the time, you know, we're we're hanging out, doing what we do. And so talking about this isn't a very comfortable kind of thing for most men. But I'll tell you, I'm a believer. I'm a, I am I drank the Kool-Aid, so to speak. Once I slipped a pair of those babies on, I started talking about it. Now, I'm not getting paid for this in any way, shape, or form, so I want to know that. But here's what I'm talking about. 
he has an intensity around talking around this very transparently to the point where it makes you comfortable. So there's nothing wrong with it. And I think that's a really good deal because then you get to the real value because he's out there competing against what I call the designer side, but the real 800-pound gorilla are, are the tidy whities you know, and that crowd. And how do you get the people that are wearing those up to that price level? Well, you do that through benefits and value. And the way you do that is by being very, very transparent. And by having those conversations, people realize, hey, that's what I'm missing out on. And that's what I learned today. And I think it's a great lesson for your uh, lesson for your business. And that's good because we're right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hayes on Employee.it and CBS. And you can listen to us on iTunes and anywhere else that you're listening and grabbing a podcast. And don't forget, tell your friends. That, I'm being transparent about that, aren't I? Thanks a lot. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.